Have you Googled yourself lately? If you have, what did you see on page one? If you haven't, you really should. And not just once. You should Google yourself on a regular basis, like once a month at minimum. And here's why. When someone you know gives out your name and recommends you to one of their friends or coworkers, guess what that new person, the person who has no idea who you are, is going to do? They're going to Google you. And what they find on page one is going to go a long way toward deciding if they accept that recommendation and give you a call. Now, SEO is a deep and complicated topic. I get it. I know. I started doing SEO in 1999 and spent most of the past 20 years doing SEO and writing about SEO. So I know we're not going to solve all your SEO challenges or teach everything there is to know about SEO in just one podcast. But we can show you how to control what page one looks like when someone searches for you by name. This is The Walkthrough. Hi, everybody. I'm Matt McGee, and on this show, you'll learn what's working right now from the best real estate agents in the country. The Walkthrough is part of Homelight's Agent Resource Center, which we created to help agents like you grow your business from good to great to amazing. At Homelight, we believe in real estate agents, and we believe that by helping agents like you be more productive, more efficient, and more successful, the entire industry improves. If you'd like to reach me with feedback, ideas, or questions about this show, just send an email to walkthroughathomelight.com. In fact, we're going to be reading and sharing some of those incoming emails on future shows. So if you have a question that you want to ask other agents, any question at all, send us an email. If you have a follow-up question specifically for today's guest, send us an email. Again, the email address to use is walkthroughathomelight.com. Agents, let's talk about SEO. And let's be realistic about it. For most solo agents, for most teams, and even most brokerages, you're going to struggle to compete against the big guys on a lot of keywords. So if you type homes for sale and your city name into Google, you're probably going to find Zillow, Trulia, and Realtor.com, and maybe the local offices of national franchises like C21 or Remax ranking on that page. They have enormous marketing budgets and huge SEO teams, and they are creating content that's going to rank for a lot of common keywords like Portland real estate or Portland homes for sale. And it'll probably be the same no matter what city you're in, you know, Topeka real estate or Akron homes for sale and so on and so on. But you can control to a large degree What shows up when someone searches for you by name? And they will if they don't know who you are. So when that happens, you want page one to look as great as possible. Google My Business, or GMB as we refer to it throughout this show, is how you do that. It's a free tool that Google uses in two ways. First, to show your business information to searchers who are looking for you. Second, to show your business information in that three-pack of local businesses that often appears in search results. You've probably seen it do a search like Portland real estate agents, and Google will show a map with usually three matching businesses. That business info comes from Google My Business. 
On today's show, I'm bringing in one of my longtime friends in the SEO industry, a guy named David Mim. Today, he's the vice president of product strategy at a company called ThriveHive. But I've known David for more than a decade. He founded a company called GetListed.org, which helped small business owners with local SEO. He sold that company to Moz in 2012 and became Moz's director of local search strategy. David and I were also co-founders of a company called Local U, which put on marketing workshops around the country for small businesses. David also founded and runs a company called Tidings, which offers an easy-to-use email newsletter platform for small businesses. He's done consulting work and counted real estate agents among his clients. He's just a really smart guy. I asked David to come on the walkthrough and do a deep dive with me about Google My Business. So today, you will learn why and how to claim your GMB profile, how to optimize it with the kind of content that Google will want to show in search results, the specific factors that influence rankings in that three-pack or map pack, and what it takes to rank in the local results for nearby cities. Agents, this is an episode that you should also share with your marketing person or team. It's not another surface-level SEO conversation. We do take our time to explain the concepts that matter so we can make sure we're not leaving any listeners behind. But as the conversation progresses, we do get into the specifics of local rankings and how Google My Business impacts rankings. Then when I come back at the end of the conversation, I promise I'll do my best to sum it all up to make sure you don't miss anything. All right, let's get started. David and I spoke at a small business local SEO workshop last summer. It was just about a month before I joined Homelight, and David walked the audience through the Google My Business platform. He told the crowd that they should optimize their GMB profiles before their websites. So my first question to David was, why did you say that? Real estate agents, you know, know their markets. They know how to build relationships. Uh, they shouldn't necessarily be experts at, at building a website. And um, I think, you know, from that standpoint, Google My Business is much, much easier to edit, to add content, to tell your story, to showcase the the great clients that you've worked with. Um, it's just a much easier interface to to update. And the second piece of it is, increasingly, it's actually in many cases more visible than your website is. You've probably seen these kinds of results um, when you're doing searches uh, either for yourself or for uh, you know, just to kind of see what's happening in your community. And there are two sort of elements to a search result now in Google. There's, there's a map and then three business listings, typically three uh, business listings. That's coming from a second sort of algorithm that is largely driven by Google My Business. Um, those listings are usually at the top of the page. Uh, and then website results, you know, traditionally the, the kinds of things where, you know, there's a blue link and a little snippet about what the page is about. Those website results are actually further down the page now for a whole host of searches. So um, I think Google My Business is, is generally an easier thing to update for most small business owners. And it's increasingly more visible than website results um, for a lot of searches. So I think those two factors um, certainly play a role in, in uh, my perspective on terms of why you should you should sort of focus on GMB first. Not to say that your website isn't important. I'm sure we'll talk about, you know, how all of your website content uh, can kind of reinforce your overall presence. But um, I think GMB is just a, a more natural place to start. When I have spoken to real estate agents on this topic, 
I, you know, a lot of real estate agents get a lot of business through referrals, right? So you might be looking to buy a house. You don't have an agent. So you go and you ask maybe a coworker or a family member, you know, right? Your cousin, your uncle, whatever. Do you have a recommendation for a real estate agent? They give you a name and you get the name. What's the first thing you're going to do at that point? Going to go to Google and type in that agent's name, right? So the other area I, I would say where Google My Business really, really is important. Definitely. And I, I think, you know, you want to, our, our mutual friend, Mike Blumenthal has said now for the last three or four years, um, Google is your new homepage, right? And so what he means by that is just what you were saying, you know, even if you're not quote unquote ranking for any, you know, keywords that people might be searching for, um, you are going to rank for your own name when somebody hears about you um, through word of mouth. And increasingly people are not going to type in your website into a browser. They're just going to search for you in Google. And what shows up on that page makes a huge difference in terms of whether you even have a chance to win that client, right? So if they see if they see a blank profile with no photos, or in some cases, if a user, a, a, another Google searcher has uploaded a sort of unflattering photo, um, that might be what they see. Um, if they see, you know, two out of five stars uh, with, you know, five or six reviews, um, you know, that's not a particularly compelling story to tell about yourself. So Really, you need to pay attention to what people see, you know, when they search for you by name uh, on Google. And that really should be the first, you know, the first step uh, before you even think about doing, you know, what you and I sort of historically would probably consider, uh, quote unquote, SEO. Um, just being being aware of what's showing up for your own name and, and putting your best foot forward uh, on your own Google search result. And I think too, those of us that have been doing local SEO for, you know, as long as you have and as long as I have, like Google My Business has really evolved over the years. And in a lot of cases, it has, you know, depending upon the industry, obviously, you're going to have different features that you might want on your website. But Google My Business has like almost everything that a typical small business might put on its website. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> seems like they're adding new features every single uh, every single month. Um, one of our mutual colleagues, Joy Hawkins, is right. you know has a an, almost an entire business built around just tracking the changes uh, within within Google My Business, right? So um, you know it's the kind of thing if you if you went and claimed your your profile, claimed your listing four, five, six years ago, um, you've, you you probably you know entered your address, entered your business name, entered your address. Um, chose real estate agent as your category. And that might have been all that was available to you. And Google has just added so much in the last, especially in the last three or four years. So um, you can now upload photos and videos um, and even tell Google the type of photo that it represents. So, you know, is it your logo? Um, is it the interior of your office? Uh, is it is it a, a photo of your team members or an individual team member? Um, so you can tag sort of what what the photo is of. Um, and increasingly, we're seeing photos that business owners are uploading to Google My Business, uh, getting more views uh, than ever before. So it's certainly some, those photos are certainly something that, that your customers, your clients uh, are going to be interested in seeing. There are certainly the, the probably the most um, from an from an optimization standpoint, the, the most uh, important thing that, that Google has added in the last this is probably more like five or six years, but. Um, the ability for your customers to leave you reviews. So reviews matter a lot in terms of who ranks in these uh, GMB results. Um, and they also matter a lot to customers when they're making a decision about 
you know, what agent to hire or what agency to to go and talk to, they are they're hugely important for informing consumer opinion about you. So um, I would say those two things in particular, the, the photos sort of related feature now videos, uh, as well as reviews, those are kind of the biggest things that that I would say uh, most agents should focus on. And we should make the point too that this is all free. It's it's you know business business.google.com and put your 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 name in, your business name, your team name if you have a team, whatever it might be, and you know just f- see if they already have information about you, claim the profile, and if not, then create it is basically is basically the steps. And really importantly, um, individual agents are completely eligible for these profiles. Um, they're called, uh, in our world, they're called practitioner listings. So um, just because you're, you're the agency that you're affiliated with has a listing already, which is likely to be the case, um, you can also add your own listing for yourself. Right. Um, so, so keep that in mind that you know, just because you see the, the office that you work out of uh, already listed, um, you should still go ahead and add a practitioner listing for yourself if there isn't one already. Exactly. And it's okay that you have the same address as, you know, the other 20, 40, 60, 100 agents in the office. That's fine. That doesn't cause any issues, right? It doesn't cause any issue. <laughs> it's not it's not against Google's guidelines by any stretch. Um, agents that work out of the same office may have a harder time showing up for more competitive keywords. But um, for most folks just getting started out, again, I would, inc- and I think, you know, you would agree, um, really focus on what's showing up for your own name first before you think about expanding the the universe of keywords that you're trying to show up for. Okay, that makes sense. Now, so we talked about we 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 talked about you want to you want to claim and complete your GMB profile because, you know, the first step is you want to have good search results when somebody types your name into the Google search box. And so that's certainly the first step, the first key, and I would say also once you get your profile claimed, start looking at how it looks like when somebody searches your name and then, you know, adjust, adjust accordingly. Absolutely. But then there's also the, the the second element that you mentioned, you know, when we first started talking that the GMB profile will also come into play when that three pack or map pack shows up. So somebody does a search maybe for, you know, you're in Portland. So somebody does a search for Portland real estate or Hillsboro real estate or, you know, Portland real estate agent, something like that, chances are you're going to see a three pack of businesses with the map. What are the factors from your Google My Business profile? What are the factors that influence ranking there? Um, so the first one is, is you know, not really anything you can, you can do much about. Uh, it's how close is the location that your address essentially that you've given in Google My Business? How close is that address to where the searcher is? Um, so it makes total sense on a phone, obviously, you know, pretty easy to understand that Google knows exactly where you are because of GPS, uh, on Google maps, that that's, that sort of thing. Um, also true on desktop though. So, um, Google has, uh, through legal and also surreptitious means, uh, collected a whole bunch of Wi-Fi network data, uh, over the last couple of decades. Uh, and they have a pretty good idea of where even desktop searchers are, are performing these searches from. So, um, how close that address is to where the person is conducting the search um, matters a great deal in terms of who ranks for those those keywords. Um, not something you can really do much about. Um, and again, the the main thing is you want to make sure you're looking good if you happen to show up, uh, or it, excuse me, if somebody is doing a search um, nearby your location. Um, the next factors that that really play a big role from Google. Uh, you know, unfortunately, if you have the word real estate or Realtor in your business name, uh, that probably will help you rank better uh, in the the Google My Business algorithm. Um, 
you and I have both, I think, expected this factor to sort of fall away over the years. Uh, and it, ha- it has sort of ebbed and flowed. Um, right now, it, it appears to be flowing. Um, so if you are just starting out uh, your business um, or just starting a new agency or something like that, uh, I would probably include the words real estate as part of your business name. Yes, absolutely. Might also be a best practice just, you know, as far as people, um, you know, people knowing what you do as opposed to just using your last name or something like that or some so, such and such properties. That's probably not as good a name as as real estate or the kind of real estate that you sell. Like if, you, if you're like just like forming a team, for example, you would don't just call yourself, you know, the the Jones group. Call yourself the Jones real estate group. That's that's better for local SEO. Perfect example. Um, your category will also make a difference. So um, I haven't looked recently, but there's uh, there, historically there have been about eight or nine categories related to real estate, uh, including uh, appraisals and consultants and uh, agents, obviously, um, there's residential and commercial designations in Google's category system. So making sure that you're in the right category and not just choosing one category. If there's more than one that applies to you, for example, if you do appraisals in addition to, you know, sort of traditional residential real estate, um, I would definitely add as many secondary categories as apply to your business um, at, that are relevant. So you don't want to necessarily fill those out you don't want to represent yourself as a mortgage broker if that's not something that your agency also handles. Um, but you want to include as many relevant secondary categories as you can. Is there any limit to the number of categories? Uh, somebody posted about this the other day. It's I want to say it's it's over a dozen. Oh my gosh! Okay. Um, and and I don't think there are I don't think there are more than a dozen real estate related categories. <laughs> okay. So it shouldn't apply to this audience. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. I'm sure the the shady uh, digital marketing firms have have figured out a way to maximize their (laughs) category list, but uh, probably not something real estate agents need to think about. All right. Hi, everyone. If you're enjoying the walkthrough, we'd appreciate it if you tell the real estate agents in your network about us. Even more, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Your feedback helps us get better, and in some cases can also help new listeners find and hear us. And when we get around to having you on the show, the more listeners, the better, right? All right. So, so, so location matters for ranking. You said the business name, the category, anything else? Uh, yeah. So I mentioned this really early on in the, in the, uh, our conversation today, but reviews. So, uh, it's the number of reviews. It's the rating that people are giving you when they leave a review. It's the keywords that they use in their review about you. Like if they're talking about a specific neighborhood or, you know, a specific type of house, like a craftsman house or a, you know, urban condo or something like that. Um, and then the, the sort of consistency of, of your stream of reviews. So, you know, if you get 50 reviews tomorrow, um, you know, A, that's going to look like spam to Google. That, that probably, you know, I wouldn't advise that. But let's say you get 50 reviews in a given month and then none for the rest of the year. That's probably not as good as a steady stream of four or five reviews a month. So Google likes to see sort of a consistent trend of, of, um, sort of ongoing engagement with your business uh, with respect to reviews. So as far as Google My Business uh, specific factors, keyword and business name, definitely important. Uh, You know, location, we mentioned what you can't really do anything about. Uh, Choosing the right category and reviews, I would say those are the most important factors. Uh, Increasingly, we are seeing photos play a larger role 
Um, so Google has, has got all of this really impressive uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning that they are doing around uh, photography and, and images generally. Um, and we're seeing um, images now starting to show up in these three-pack results, in these map-pack results. You know, I would not ignore, I would pay very close attention, in fact, to the photos that I was uploading to Google, make sure they're really high quality, make sure they're not stock photos, which are obviously really easy to spot with one of these uh, machine learning algorithms. Um, so, so do a really good job of presenting yourself visually. Um, not as big a ranking factor right now as anything else that, that you and I were just talking about, but I think moving forward is, is going to become more important. Okay. That all makes sense. I, I love that. And, and I, I do think, I don't know, I don't know if you'd call it like a ranking factor, but do you think it's safe to say that given the choice between two real estate profiles in Google My Business, one that is frequently updated, has you know current information, has photos, videos, whatever it may be, versus one that maybe hasn't been touched in a year or two. I mean, is it? am I going too far to think that the one that's being updated more often is going to get like a little more love from Google? Yes and no. Um, I think that it's probably not the activity itself um, that Google is concerned with, but what is the outcome of that activity? So uh, again, if you're... Um, you know, let's say you're posting on a weekly or bi-weekly basis, you're, you're more likely to get those posts showing up as sort of highlights on your listing. Um, that's going to get more people to engage with your listing, click to make a phone call and connect with you, those kinds of activities. Um, it's, I, I would argue that it's probably more likely that uh, activities that your clients are doing, so how many times they're looking you up by name. Um, you know, I mentioned, like, are they clicking to call you? Are they clicking for driving directions to your office? Um, are they clicking through to your website? All of those kinds of customer activities, I think, are, are probably more important in, in Google's eyes. But you may not get as much of that customer activity if your profile is kind of dead uh, and if it's not updated on a regular basis. So it may be an indirect ranking factor, but I, I, I think consumer activity is probably more important to Google than, than business activity. Okay, that makes sense. That's awesome to, for, for people to understand. One last question, one last sort of a deep dive on the ranking thing. You talked about location, and as you said, that's not really something that an agent can do, right, or can control much. Your location, your office location is where it is. The office location is what you need to put into your GMB profile. You really can't control where the searcher is. They might be looking for homes, you know, anywhere around town. So for those that so – so the geographic question is, can you rank – in a city or nearby city that you're not located right. in. So like in your area, for example, if I understand Portland geography correctly, so there's Portland city proper, and then about like 20 minutes west is Hillsboro, maybe 30 minutes west, whatever. Can a Hillsboro agent who maybe does a lot of business in the city of Portland, can that agent have the, the GMB profile show up if somebody searches for Portland realtor or Portland realtor near me, something like that? Yeah, it's it's really unlikely, I would say. Um, the I think your best shot at doing that is if you have a lot of Portland customers leaving re or clients um, leaving reviews for you and mentioning the fact that they, you know, that they, that you did a great job for them in, you know, the house that they bought in Northeast Portland or something like that. Right. Um, but I don't, I, I would say it's pretty unlikely to rank outside the, the town that you predominantly do most of your um, you know, most of your listings. in. so uh, I think that that's again, unlikely. The caveat to that is that you can be anywhere and your website can have content about the city that you're interested in ranking in. 
And that website, that webpage can rank in the organic results. Um, and it, we haven't really talked much about websites in this you know, podcast. It's probably a, a good topic for a future episode, but um, the kind of content that you have on your website uh, can also really have a big impact on how well you rank in these map packs. So um, you, you know, if you, if this is truly your goal, if you don't think you'll, you'll survive, uh, unless you can rank in Portland, despite being a, a, an agent located in Hillsborough, you need a, a website with a, a lot of Portland based content that Google can say, Oh, even though this, um, uh, even though this agent is located out in Hillsborough, they are clearly an expert about, you know, this much larger city. And we might decide to show them a little bit more often, or maybe a little bit farther out. Uh, from Hillsborough than we might otherwise. So I would say, you know, content is really the the biggest thing that you can invest in on your website if you're trying to rank uh, outside the the sort of very small geography where you're located. Okay. So, and I, that, that's, I mean, that's a super important point. Let me, let me make sure that, that, that I understood that and that listeners understood that. So if you are in Hillsborough, your Google My Business profile is in all likelihood only going to have a shot at ranking for Hillsboro related search terms and searches. It's going to be really it's going to be really tough for your GMB profile to rank for another city, especially a bigger one like Portland. But you're saying that if you have a great website and you have lots of content about Portland, uh, links relate into your website that are perhaps from Portland businesses, Portland organizations, that sort of stuff. Um, content links, reviews, as you said, reviews that talk about, you know, buying a house in Portland, even though the agents in Hillsborough. So the website then becomes the main opportunity to rank for terms that are not where you're located. That, that's right. You know, also helps to have customers who are leaving reviews about where they're where they purchase the house or where you help them sell their house or whatever, in terms of stuff that you can control and influence, uh, having that content on your website is, is the most natural spot. Gotcha. Okay. Well, and one last thing uh, on this, the, the deeper dive on these, these ranking factors. You talked about reviews. Should an agent reply to every review and does that impact ranking at all? Or is that just a good customer service kind of thing? Sure. So I don't necessarily think it impacts ranking, um, but I, I see it as a way to continue to build a, a deeper relationship with that client that you just did a great job for. So um, Google is going to notify the client when you reply to the review. Um, so I think at least acknowledging, uh, you know, thanking them for the time that they spent to leave the review, um, saying, you know, what a pleasure it was to work with them as a client, those kinds of things. Uh, it's a way to build a deeper relationship with, with uh, again, the client who, who just left you that review. And it's also something that future clients are going to see. Replies to reviews are becoming more visible on profiles. Um, and it will say, you know, from the business owner, uh, and it will have the little you know snippet that you that you write back with. So um, I, I think it's a good practice to reply to every review in the real estate industry specifically. You know there may be others like you know restaurants probably get ten times the number of reviews that a, a real estate agent does. It's probably impractical to reply to every single one of those. But um, in your specific industry, which is so focused on relationships. Um, I probably would make it a goal to reply to every review. Yeah, I think I think that's smart too. And 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 yeah, I, lo- I love what you said about how the reply is as much for future clients as it is for the one that actually left you the review. Which is you know even more important if the review you know wasn't that positive. Um, so don't right. <laughs> you know don't get into an argument with somebody who's left you a bad review. You need to um, try to own the problem as best you can, uh, empathize with that client, 
Um, and if there's a way for you to make it up to them uh, somehow, I would I would acknowledge that in the reply as well. Yeah, I th- which kind of jogs my memory that we should probably do a deeper dive on a future episode just about reviews and testimonials and how real estate agents can use them. So making a note, making a note to myself to do that. David, this has been awesome. Let's do some um, let, let's do some like to do items, takeaway type things for the real estate agent, somebody that's been listening to this you know, super successful real estate agent. They're doing, you know, 30, 40, 50, 100 transactions a year with their team, whatever it might be. But they've not focused a lot on SEO. They've not focused a lot on Google, my business in particular. Where do they start? What what do they need to do first? Sure. Uh, so the first thing I would do is, honestly, I would Google myself or I would Google my the, the name of my team. Um, if there is a uh, Google My Business record for your business. So Google... Google, especially if you're a team or an agency, it's highly likely that Google will have a record of you already in this GMB system. Um, And you want to make sure that you are claiming the record that they already have for you as opposed to creating another one. Um, That can really cause confusion among uh, both existing clients and and prospective clients. So the first thing I would do is I would Google myself for the name of my business and see if a business profile shows up. Um, If it does... Google will probably have a link that says either one, one link I know they'll have, unfortunately, is suggest and edit. And then the other one is something like own this business question mark or represent this business question mark, something like that. And that's the link that you want to click to get taken into the, um, the Google My Business claiming process. Um, if nothing shows up for the business name that you type in, uh, at that point, that's when I would just go to business.google.com. Um, and Google will sort of walk you through the, the verification process. Really, the only requirement that you need is a Google account. Um, so um, if you already have a Gmail account, great. Um, or you can also create a Google account at another email address. Um, it's probably a good idea to use a, rather than using your personal email address, um, use, some, use an account that you don't mind sharing with employees or other team members, because it's likely you'll want to delegate access uh, to this profile to to other folks in the future. So um, that's really the only sort of caveat when you're going through and, and claiming this listing is I would personally, I would advise people to choose uh, a Google account that they can share with others. Gotcha. That makes sense. So once you get, once you get this claimed, whether it was existing or not existing, then it's just a matter of going through all those things that we talked about before, right? The, the business name, the hours, the photos, the videos, and just build that out as much as you can. Yep, Exactly. Um, and I think, you know, you got to start somewhere, right? So usually I think most, most businesses can probably go through uh, and put together a pretty complete profile in an hour or 90 minutes. Um, you know, if uh, that's assuming that you've got, you know, sort of photos at the ready and you're already using a, a business description, maybe on your Facebook page or something like that. But I, it's, it's not a particularly cumbersome process. It's not, you know, again, as we said at the top of the, the conversation today, it's, it's not a technical process at all. Um, it should be pretty straightforward to to fill that out. Um, and then in terms of ongoing engagement, yeah, I think it's great if you have the if you have the time and the energy to kind of do a post a week or or even a couple of posts a month, um, that's awesome. I think you know staying on top of replying to to folks who have left you reviews. Yep, that makes sense. And then and then I would say I'll just toss this in too. It's sort of not. It's it's like the flip side, the other side of the coin of GMB two because we talked again at the beginning about how you want that search results page. When somebody puts your name into into Google, you want that search results page to be as great as possible. So the Google My Business profile will will cover you for that aspect of it. But then probably, in all likelihood, there's going to be your Zillow profile 
your Realtor.com profile, maybe your Facebook page, your Yelp profile if you have one. I would say it's also smart for the agent to go and do similar stuff with all those profiles as well and just make sure that you, that that first page of Google search results for your name is as great as it can be. Control the stuff you can control. Yep. No, nothing to add. Couldn't agree more. How was that, agents? I hope it was the right combination of deep dive info about local SEO, but not so technical that we lost anyone along the way. Let me recap what I think are the key takeaways. Number one, Google is your new homepage. David quoted a friend of ours named Mike Blumenthal, who's been saying that for years. Google is your new homepage. The idea is that when someone searches your business name, your Google My Business profile often tells that person everything they'd find on your website, your address, phone, hours, driving directions, customer reviews, and more. It doesn't mean your website is unimportant. It just means Google wants to show your business info to searchers before they get to your website. Takeaway number two, your GMB profile is a factor not only when someone searches you by name, but also in the three-pack or map pack of results. That's where Google shows usually three businesses and includes a map with their locations. Takeaway number three, in that three-pack, the ranking factors include location, as in your location and the location of the person doing the search. You can't do much about that. Also includes keyword in your business name. It's better to be Jones Real Estate Group than just Jones Group. Your business category is a ranking factor. Make sure you put yourself in all relevant categories. Real estate agents and real estate consultant are two obvious ones to be in. There might be others that are appropriate depending on the nature of your business. And another ranking factor reviews, not only how many, but the consistency of how often you get new reviews. And if you suddenly get a bunch of new reviews on the same day, that's a red flag to Google. So do it consistently over time. Takeaway number four, to get started with creating and or optimizing your Google My Business profile, here's what to do. First, Google yourself and see what comes up. If Google has a business profile for you, look for a link that says something like, own this business, question mark, and use that to claim your listing. If Google does not have a profile for you, create one at business.google.com. David recommended using a Gmail address to do all this, and preferably one that you can share with others in case you eventually want to delegate the management of your profile. Lastly, fill out your profile as completely as you can, and then plan on keeping it updated with new photos, posts, new reviews, and so forth. It may sound complicated, but as David said, it should only take an hour or so to get started. SEO is difficult. I know it is, but this is a great first step toward controlling what buyers and sellers see when they Google your name. Okay, questions for David, questions for me or Homelight, feedback, ideas, email us, walkthrough at homelight.com. In fact, I have an offer. Send me an email with your biggest win of the week or month. We're going to have a podcast segment called Homelight Home Run. And we'd love to include your success stories. Could be as simple as getting leads from a new postcard you sent or as complicated as a difficult transaction that you went above and beyond to serve your client and get it closed. Whatever it is, we'd love to share your success stories as a future Homelight home run. Again, the email address is walkthrough at homelight.com. That's all for this week. Thanks to David Mim for joining us to talk about local SEO and Google My Business. Thank you for listening. Go out and sell some homes and we'll talk to you again next week. Goodbye.